It's Thursday, Seattle hockey fans. We have got WHL playoffs to discuss, AHL playoffs to discuss, NHL playoffs to discuss, but we're not starting with any of those. No, no, no. We are going to start with the 2022 NHL Combine and who are some top players and who do we think will fall to be available at number four. That's what's coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. We appreciate you making us your first listen every single weekday. As you likely know, my name is Erica Eliala. I'm your host of Locked on Kraken, the daily show on, well, the Seattle Kraken. And um, like I mentioned, we're going to talk top NHL prospects. Now, the Seattle Kraken, and if you missed it, we had our live NHL uh, draft lottery show that you can check out. You can, I'll leave the links in the show notes. If you're watching on YouTube, you can pop up here somewhere. But um, I talked about not only on the Locked On uh, Kraken live show, but also on the Locked On NHL live show that the Seattle Kraken kind of need everything we've got a lot of assets especially in draft picks and in salary cap and i want to see us use them not necessarily exhaust them but i think we need to use them strategically so what does that mean when it comes to the draft well first let's take you over to nhl.com and they have a list here of top prospects. Now, they divide these by North American skaters versus European skaters. I personally think that's rubbish. I think you should have just your top prospects, but I guess that's what the mock drafts are all about. And um, I'll have a few links. The NHL.com did a really great mock draft immediately following the lottery and stuff like that. So top draft prospect. Most people, I don't think I've seen anyone disagree that it's Shane Wright coming out of Kingston, Ontario, um, or excuse me, c- coming from Kingston in the OHL. Um, he's a centerman, 191, six feet even. Um, and that's who likely is going to Montreal. Montreal has said they're going to use that number one pick. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Then you've got the Devils and Arizona Coyotes picking before the Seattle Kraken. Now, I reached out uh, for those who follow. Let me just get rid of this for a minute. For those who follow the show, I kind of had our question of the day as, you know, what do you want to see as far as how are we going to discuss prospects in the draft with the number four pick? And I'm not really into mock drafts. I'm not going to lie for a lot of different reasons. I don't really cover the NHL as a whole. I cover the Seattle Kraken. So 
I want to talk about who the Seattle Kraken could potentially pick. So Shane Wright, because I'm keeping up with what's happening elsewhere, probably not on the list. Now here's where it gets a little funky. Then you have some other players. Um, and I, I particularly want to go over to the European skaters because the top prospect, uh, the top European prospect is actually, as of right now, my top choice for the Seattle Kraken. Is he going to fall to four? That's Yura Slavkovsky. Uh, Slav Sorry if I said that wrong. Yurov Slavkovsky. Uh, 6'4", 218, a left winger, is playing in the Finnish League, plays for the Slovakian national team, was named MVP. Of the 2022 Beijing Olympics, we talked about this briefly the other day. Um, Yurig Slavkowski. Just everything that I keep hearing about this young man, just turned 18, is that he is pretty much NHL ready. I really wish the Seattle Kraken would have bumped up a pick instead of sliding to four, because I don't think this kid's going to be available, um, which is too bad. If we go to where he is right now playing in world championships, it's been said that he has a little bit of a slower start uh, or had a little bit of a slower start in these world championships. And I don't know, slow start still has him as a top five skater in the world championships. I'll take it. He's got nine points. Three of those are goals, six assists. What it's been said about his play in club, because he's playing against men older than him um, in Europe, is that he plays a more defensive-minded style where he can't really get up in the rush because of how his coach, his team plays versus when he's with the national team. For me, that's a plus. For me, that's a plus because the Seattle Kraken need to play solid defense in all three zones. So if this is someone who can be disciplined and play defense and also hop up in the run of play, I'm totally fine with that. Let me get rid of this for a minute. I'm totally fine with that. I, I think the Seattle Kraken overall need that from all of their players. So I would love to see Slavkovsky fall I don't think he is, but that being said, mock drafts have him anywhere from two to seven. So only need two players to go before him. And if I were the Seattle Kraken, I would pick him at four. That being said, I do like, and I believe I was listening to the um, NHL.com, their podcast, but um, I do like the idea of the Seattle Kraken taking a defenseman. And so sticking with the international list or the European list, which again, I don't like that they separate them. Maybe it's just because I have to toggle. But um, if you, whoop, this way, if you take a look up there, the top defenseman on the European list, just two spots lower than Slavkovsky, is Simon Nemec. He is a defenseman from Slovakia, or plays in Slovakia, excuse me, um, six foot, 190 pounds. I have been saying, 
I want size. I want really good size for the Seattle Kraken. I don't think that they utilize their size. Now, they've had size on the defensive side of things. That's why Slavkowski, for me, as a forward with that size, love it. Would absolutely love it. Defensively, we have size. Defensively, though, I don't know about the speed. I'm not thrilled with the speed defensively, and I'm not thrilled with, um, you know, just I think our defenders need to be a little bit more dynamic, and I think we can build that in young guys. So Nemec is a player that I'm definitely looking to. Um, then you also have uh, Juracek, who I've been hearing a lot about as well, 6'3", 189 pounds. If you toggle over to North American skaters, the top defensemen, we don't even get until the five or six spot. Um, but then at seven, we have someone who we're, well, we'll talk about his team a little bit later. And that's uh, Kevin Korczynski playing right now for the Seattle Thunderbirds. We're going to get to how they did in their playoff game a little bit later. But look at this. in um, Look at these assists, all right? Like in the regular season, had 65 points, 61 assists. So obviously someone that can step up and get things going offensively. Um, doesn't score a lot of goals, but I'm okay with that. I don't necessarily need a defender to score a lot of goals. I'm totally fine with that. A plus 36 on the season in the regular season for the Thunderbirds. Listen, listen, I like it. But remember, the Seattle Kraken have a bunch of picks. Um, and so is this something that Seattle can figure out how to, you know, get some pretty top talent? It's tough, though. You don't know who's going to fall, what everyone's going to need. I don't think this is like last draft where, you know, you kind of get to a certain point and you're like, all right, you know, what are what are we going to get here? Definitely looking at players that are going to be further along in their development. I mean, you have other players that they're already committed to colleges. How does that factor in? I would like the Seattle Kraken to get someone that they can utilize almost right away. We still have the AHL rosters to build out. So a lot of things to consider. We're going to keep you updated, though, right here on Locked on Kraken about some of these prospects. We're going to keep talking about prospects. But I've already teased it a few times. We have playoff hockey to talk about. So coming up next, we're going to talk about the Stanley Cup playoffs. You'll hear from a few experts from elsewhere in the Locked on NHL family, if you will, talking about the results that we saw last night. And then I'll get you ready also for what we'll see tonight. And then we'll talk about ooh, the Charlotte Checkers and the Seattle Thunderbirds in the third segment. Right now, let me tell you about Built Bar. We've been asking and Built delivered. Built granola bars are now here. Built granola bars come in three unbelievable flavors, chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, and white chocolate berry. Now these have 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, and only four grams of sugar, keeping with the entire Built Bar kind of enterprise and collection here. Uh, they're different from the traditional bars and the puffs. They are loaded with granola because they're granola bars. But it's the perfect combination of crunch, crunch excuse me, and chewiness um, and also 
covered in 100% real chocolate. I know that's one of my favorite selling points as well. So if you've been waiting for a healthy and delicious granola bar to hit the market, look no further. Built granola is where you want to go. Again, the three flavors, chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, and white chocolate berry. Don't miss out. Go get yours today over at built.com. And when you before you check out, make sure you use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order of Built Bars or Built Granola or Built Puffs. That's right. You can get 15% off by using promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. Happy snacking. All right, all right, all right, hockey fans. We're going to get back to it. It's playoff hockey. We're talking about playoff hockey. We talked about prospects before. We're going to talk about playoff hockey the rest of the way through. But if you missed anything, we had games last night, or we had a game last night. We're going to have games tonight. If you don't want to stay up or if you, you know, don't want to miss your graduation party, whatever's going down, make sure that after you listen to Locked On Kraken, you listen to Locked On Now because that has nightly recaps of every NHL game with our analysts um, and their expert analysis, everything that you need to keep up with the playoffs and just like everything else on the Locked On Network. It is available on YouTube. It is available on audio, still our largest market. Thanks for those listening on audio. Uh, And it's free. It's absolutely free to you. Okay, let's take you over to NHL scores. We had the Blues versus Avalanche. Now, Colorado had a 3-1 lead going into last night's game, but they couldn't get it done. Let me take you to our experts telling you all about it, all about what happened or didn't that matter. Let's head over to Locked on Avalanche as they give us a pretty tough overview of what we saw last night. The Colorado Avalanche had the Western Conference Finals ticket in their hand with less than a minute to go, and they couldn't hang on to the lead. They had a 3 to nothing lead that they let slip away. It went into overtime where St. Louis played like a team that was fighting for their playoff lives because they literally were. And they win it in the end. The Avs are going to have to have short-term memory here because they cannot dwell on this one. It was at home. Everything was going – John Elway was in attendance – and you just let this thing slip away, and you played a good game for the most of it, but when it counted, you kind of just got back on your skates, and St. Louis came back and took it. This is a tough, tough one to to accept. If you told me the Avs would get a hat trick from Nathan McKinnon and have an empty net staring at them in the face, and they still lose the game, I would laugh. But that's what they experienced tonight on their return trip to clinch the Western Conference Finals appearance, first one since 2002, and they lose it in overtime. So it goes back to St. Louis now. And if you're the Avs, you just won two games in St. Louis. So that's not going to intimidate them. It's if they dwell on this, and I don't think they will. I think you have the day off, they'll use that for a pity party. And then after that, it's, it's game on. And they have to forget about it. It's going to be a a tough environment. That is for sure. Those fans are going to be, they already are. 
extremely excited for what their team just pulled off. So they're going to have the fans behind them, but the Avs can't let any of that get to them. They got to come out and just play their game because they have played very well in the majority of this series. So you have faith that they can do it, but man, for a day, this one does not feel good. There you have it, Avs fans. And look, I spilled water in the break here, so let's get rid of uh, That doesn't really help. <laughs> anyway, um, Avs fans, feeling the sting, but like Kyle and Chris said, really just got to turn the page. Now on the other side of the coin, you've got the Blues fans that are feeling pretty good. I mean, when McKinnon's hat trick is not the story of the playoffs, I think you're in a pretty good spot. Let's hear what the Blues are feeling this morning. So the Blues won. Um, holy crap. One of the most incredible playoff games I can remember, not just from the St. Louis Blues, but in all my time as a hockey fan. The Blues were down 3-0 in regulation. It looked like all hope was lost before Vladimir Tarasenko started a rally. The Blues tied the game at 3 before immediately giving up a highlight real goal to Nathan McKinnon to go down 4-3 to with just over two minutes left. It seemed like all hope was lost once again. But then who but Robert Thomas having the game playoff game of his career? Ties the game up with 56 seconds to go. And then in overtime, Tyler Bozak, the most unsuspecting overtime hero, scores on an absolute clap bomb from the point to make it 5-4 four, Blues. We're going to a game six in St. Louis. Never count this team out. Holy crap. What a win. Let's go, Blues. See you guys on Friday for game six. Wow. Very, very exciting for Blues fans. Um, I really do hope that Blues fans that are not contributing to the vitriol um, and racism are going to enjoy it. I, you know, remember fondly playing Gloria during that Stanley Cup run that they had. So here's hoping that we're turning the page and when I say that, I don't want to turn the page and forget that this is happening. I do think that Blues fans that are not contributing to this and the rest of the hockey community that's not contributing to the blatant racism coming towards Nazem Kadri, we should be able to enjoy a hockey game and not forget that hockey, just like a lot of other places throughout the world, is still not for everyone. So let's not pretend that it is. That's my commentary on that. Um, you know, the world is a sad place. We've got parents that are quite honestly heartbroken. And um, I don't want us to forget that. And like I said yesterday, please find a moment that you can smile, hug a loved one, uh, I guess I'm giving you kind of my wellness tip in the middle of the episode here, but um, you know, it's, it's important that we do find joy. Um, it's unfortunate that we have to continue to go through hard times, but um, life is guaranteed to be hard. Um, some losses, some, terrors and traumas are definitely harder than others, especially when they can be avoided. Um, but 
unfortunately, it is a guarantee of life. But what we can do is enjoy and love what we have and work to make sure that the next generation doesn't have to deal with some of the heartache and heartbreak that a lot of us are carrying today and, quite frankly, always. Wow. Um, okay, so let's take you to the NHL. Um, let's go to NHL.com once again because um, we've got some games. We've got games tonight. We'll have some games tomorrow. So let's get you to the schedule. Um, tonight we've got the Rangers in Carolina and Edmonton and Calgary. So we'll get you ready for those. And then Friday's matchup, of course, is going to be St. Louis and Colorado in St. Louis, as I just kind of alluded to. But coming up next on Locked on Kraken, I want to take you to the WHL and AHL playoffs. For those who are following on YouTube, or if you'd like to follow on YouTube, head over to YouTube because we have some highlights of the Charlotte Checkers uh, Game 2 of the Calder Cup playoffs, which is what we're going to talk about next on Locked on Kraken. Bet Online is our partner here at the Locked On Network, and they are the number one source for all your betting and sports info. You can find the latest odds, news, sports developments, and of course, that includes playoff odds, uh, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online is where the game starts. We're going to continue our coverage of all things Seattle hockey by going to the Seattle Thunderbirds. Now, I showed you already, uh, you know, that potentially Kevin Korczynski, excuse me, might be someone that the Seattle Kraken are interested in. But let's see what the, the Seattle Thunderbirds did in their playoff game. Now, this was back in Washington it was an overtime thriller in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, it's a 2-1 victory for the Thunderbirds as they get, they take game four, and that means that we're all knotted up. Uh, you can see that uh, this is what head coach Matt Odette said was, he said it was a gutsy win. That's what it took. We needed every single guy to raise their game, and that's what they did. We have a lot of character and a lot of resiliency in our room, and we showed it again tonight. Now, they've played four games, and in all four games, the Kamloops Blazers started the scoring. Um, that being said, um, it's all about the T-Birds. They are 5-3 and three at home in the playoffs and five and three on the road. So overall, the schedule and the odds, if you will, are in their favor. Um, this win, of course, guarantees that there will be a game six Sunday. Um, and that's where the tickets are available. Uh, uh, for those not listening, of course, that's at seattlethunderbirds.com. Or for those not watching, I should say. Um, the T-Birds are two and one in 
post in overtime in postseason. This is exciting, especially because the next set of news that I have to deliver is not so exciting. The, the Charlotte Checkers, whom we co-parent with the Florida Panthers, they just got swept. The Charlotte Checkers are 0-2. They lost to the Springfield uh, Thunderbirds. So we just talked about the Seattle Thunderbirds. Now we're talking about the Springfield Thunderbirds. The Checkers lost 4-3. to Now, um, here's what the, the game sheet looks like. You can see here that it was Charlotte uh, that scored first. So our guys scored first. You had Olafson picked up an assist on, uh, you heard from Zach yesterday. Uh, so from Zach Dalpy, one of his two goals, uh, the the third goal from the, uh, from the Charlotte Checkers came from the one and only Alexander True. We heard from him on yesterday's show, and that was assisted by McCormick, Max McCormick. So you've got some Seattle cracking guys making an impact on the roster. Joey Decord was in net. Um, he made uh, 19 saves on 23 shots, um, but it was Springfield with... 47 saves on 50 shots. Wow. What a performance by Hoffer there. Um, good thing that the Charlotte Checkers are getting shots, but they're not getting the type of shots that are leading to goals. So that's something that is going to have to be cleaned up. We heard from head coach Kinnear. He really was not a man of many words, but I will take you to... His post-game comments. Uh, it's a shot tip. Both goals are shot and tipped in the back of the net. you get any kind of explanation or anything on the tripping call there? No, I'm not, uh, I'm not sure how the, the game was called in the third period, to be quite honest with you. With so much of that game in special teams, what does that do to the flow of your team? Yeah, yeah I mean, five on five, pretty important. I love the way we played. Came up with the short end of the stick. Uh, what do you tell your team in a game like that where it's, you know, they played well and then just kind of the result? Yep, played very well. So I'll keep, keep going. Do you like what you saw out of like the lineup scrambling a little bit there? You had guys playing up, guys playing down. Do you like what you saw from yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, great effort by everybody. I thought we played a real good road game in a tough building against a really good hockey team. Um, you know, just uh, obviously disappointed with the outcome for, for numerous reasons. You get Chase Prisky in the lineup playing forward. What was the thought process there? Yeah, he's a big part of what we do. I mean, he's on the power play on the point. Um, you know, we've asked uh, guys to step into different roles throughout the year. Yeah, he, he did a good job tonight. In terms of just overall response from that loss, turning the page, not looking at the review, what do you think? I thought you think you saw how we need to play. So there you go, special teams. We heard special teams um, were a little bit of a factor. The Charlotte Checkers, they scored um, – of their three goals, they scored once on the power play. Springfield had half of their goals on the power play. So as you heard from Coach, liked what the team was doing five on five, got a little bit dicey when they were on the penalty kill. Um, so the next game here for the Charlotte Checkers is coming up Saturday, May 28th at 6 p.m. That's Eastern time. 
And that, of course, is over the holiday weekend. They will be at home. A few other notes from this game. And if you want to check out the full notes on this game, you can uh, go over and check out the show notes that are here either on YouTube or wherever you're listening on the audio platform. But um, this was... um, this was the first appearance um, in the postseason uh, by Luke Henman. And then also Chase Prisky played, he's a defenseman for the Charlotte Checkers, but he was actually moved up on forward. So that's some of what you talked about, folks kind of bouncing around the Charlotte Checkers, obviously having to, the Charlotte Checkers, obviously having to make some roster adjustments. It's the postseason. It's a long season. You want, uh, you know, you need fresh guys. You're going to deal with injuries. You're going to deal with fatigue and sometimes just a rut. So we'll see how the Charlotte Checkers are able to bounce back now that they head back home. That will do it for this episode of Locked on Kraken. We've got two NHL shows to update you on, or two NHL games, excuse me, tomorrow to update you on. We'll continue to talk about prospects and, of course, get you ready for our uh, Charlotte Checkers playoffs as well as we know we're going to game six. For the Seattle Thunderbirds, please stay well, be good to yourselves and to each other. I'm your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. Make sure that you hold fast, you stay true, and I'll see you tomorrow.